Welcome to another episode of the Keep Agile, Keep Farming podcast with your hosts, Nick and Gwen. Now, traditionally, if a farmer wanted to finance a new project, such as expanding their business or acquiring new land, they would probably make an appointment with their local bank manager to talk through the options. Nowadays, there's a more dynamic and direct way of raising capital by using two key components, an online crowdfunding platform and some private investors. This is where Harvest Returns come in, by connecting farmers to experienced passive investors with a passion for agriculture. Farmers then keep control of their operation by raising the capital needed to fund growth. What's not to like? Already, Harvest Returns has raised more than $30 million in investment capital, which has helped to grow numerous farms, ranches and agribusinesses. We spoke with co-founder Austin Manus, who began by telling us a little bit about his background and how Harvest Returns came into being. I, I grew up kind of in the southeast United States, uh, in, in what people would call the country. Um, had plenty of relatives that farmed, and and mostly for kind of hobby farm or, or rarely subsistence farms. And uh, kind of grew up in that lifestyle, like growing things and and selling selling things to the customer. Um, I went on to university, studied engineering, went into the army um, for for quite about a decade, and tra- traveled the world and saw you know quite a few things, especially you know how the how the food system and how people are affected by it are kind of around the globe. Uh, and then 2016, I you know I'd gotten done with grad school, and my business partner uh, and CEO Chris Raleigh uh, reached out to me and said, "Hey, I've got this idea. You know, what do you think about moving to Texas and starting up uh, a company with me?" Uh, to help people invest in agriculture. And of course, I was immediately interested. Um, you know, timing worked out great. And so I moved to Texas and, and Chris and I started uh, a company that allows people to invest in farms and ranches. So, I mean, we aim to encourage farmers to try out new things, but of course, that will also require having the right funds to do so. And why should farmers um, consider Harvest Returns to help finance their new projects? Great question. So farmers, especially in the United States, um, what, what we've seen is is the financing of farms has not really evolved or been innovated in, in quite a while. Mostly farmers that we talk to, their their go-to place for capital is either calling up, you know, a rich, rich uncle, or maybe they go to the same bank that their father and their grandfather have gone to and, and leverage more debt on their property or on their home. And so that that's that's puts a lot of risk on the farmer, and so what we try to offer to farmers is, hey, there there are roads and pathways and avenues to other capital that you can use when you're uh, evolving your own farm or updating your your equipment or your practices. Um, there's other ways to capital, and one of those ways is passive investors, and that's what Harvest Returns brings to the the ag community. Is here are some investors that want to be involved as far as, you know, bring some capital and, and be a part of the, the farmer's family, so to speak, but not get into the weeds, pun intended, of, of how the farm is operated. And so we offer to farmers like, hey, here's some passive investors that want their capital to work, you know, to work for them and, and you provide a return for them, but they want you to do the farming and they want you to run the business um, and they just want to be part of the story. 
I mean, that certainly sets you apart from the traditional sources of finance, such as banks. Is there, is there anything else, do you think, that differentiates you from, from those traditional routes of, uh, of finance? I, I guess, you know, the other, some things you can say that were untangible is, is you're, when you are bringing passive investors into your operation, you are in a way educating your end user, your customer on how their food or other ag products are produced. So when you bring this group in, you're bringing in, uh, you know, new team members, advocates for your own lifestyle and your own product. Um, the other things, you know, like the risk associated with with debt financing from a bank versus equity financing through passive investors, that risk is is quite a bit different. And so for a farmer that, uh, you know, has a large family or maybe wants to send a couple of kids to college, um, having that debt risk on top of them is pretty tough. But when you have equity investors, the risk is shared amongst all of the investors and the farmer. And so that gives a little bit more peace of mind for a farmer that wants to, you know, you know, spend some money in other things other than his business, like take care of his family and, uh, you know, maybe maybe um, give their give their kids an opportunity to go and study abroad or or travel. And so uh, there are some some intangibles that that just kind of come along with the process of, of utilizing harvest return services. What criteria do farmers need to fulfill to apply for for funding or to be part of the process? Most of the farmers and ranchers or, you know, any of the ag businesses that come to us, um, they, they have kind of a plan. They have an, it may be just an idea in their head, or they may have a full-blown, uh, beautiful business plan that, that they've either put together themselves or, or had some help put together. So we, we want farmers to come with us, you know, with, with a plan and um, we can work with them to make sure that plan is, you know, documented properly. Um, it helps if the farmer has had some experience. Um, we've, we've definitely worked with companies that are brand new, but we we tend to see some success uh, with farmers that have some level of, of um, experience in whatever they're trying to grow. Um, the other thing is, you know, we want transparency. And so it's okay if, if you've had business troubles in the past or you've had bankruptcies in the past, that's business. But we need we need the farmer to be transparent and say, hey, look, here's 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 all my financials. Here's my tax documents. Um, and so we we just want everyone to be on the same page and, and nothing to be kind of tucked away in the shadows. Um, realistically, uh, investors are interested in you know just as interested in the person as they are the the plan or or the financials that are coming along with the project. So we want to know more about who the who the farmer is. You know, what's their family life like? What what it, what got them interested in farming and and why why do they have still have a passion for it? So there's a story that we want to tell, mm -hmm. and so you know have a story, have a plan, uh, and and be open minded to to working with us on on making the best financial um, plan for your business. So would they also be encouraged to have something like a pitch deck, also like you know like startups would have to to pitch to the investors, or that not so much. It, it just depends. I mean, because we work with, you know, people that are raising cattle and we also work with people that are developing a new technology that a wheat farmer may use. So it really depends on the company. Um, pitch decks are, are always nice. That means, you know, you've taken the time to put your idea to paper and, you, you know, maybe got some some graphics to show why you are the person that's, that can do this plan. So those are those are very helpful. Um, you don't necessarily have to have that to, to come and talk to us. 
Um, we've even helped some farmers develop those pitch decks and helped some of the ag tech companies develop um, you know, some of their financials so that, you know, not only are they talking with us, but they're also talking with other investors. So um, it, it, it's a nice to have. Uh, it definitely puts you, it increases your velocity to getting uh, on our platform to raise capital. But, you know, we want we want farmers to be successful. So we're going to do what we have to do to to try to help that process along. And so, um, like I said, it's a nice to have, but, we, you know, we would help a farmer produce one of those if they needed it. Mm-hmm. Now the, the 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 crowdfunding model is an integral part of the raise. Um, how how familiar are farmers with this, and do you, do you find that you have to explain it to them, you know, to to reassure that um, that this works? Sure. So the crowdfunding model, absolutely. That that's what our our platform is uh, utilizes to to raise these funds. Um, the sense, you know, the the kind of backstory to it is. There are plenty of investors that want to be investing in the agricultural space, but typically to invest in a farm, you either have to buy the farm yourself, which could be millions of dollars, um, or you have to join an ag fund or a REIT or uh, you know real estate investment trust or, or or some you know avenue that way, and those usually have a very high minimum investment: hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. In the crowdfunding world, the idea is that you take a lot of little pots of money and you make one giant pot of money to make a single investment. And so that's what our platform does. We bring investors in at, at as low a minimum as we can possibly handle that makes sense, $5,000 or $10,000 uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes as high as $25,000. We pool all that money together and say we raise $1 million with 50 different investors and we make a single investment into the farm or the ranch or the business. Sometimes we even loan money. But the idea is that the farmer has to deal with one investing entity, not with 50 different people, because the farmer needs to go out there and farm and, and grow the crop or raise the animals. They don't need to be dealing with talking to investors and dealing with uh, tax documents. They, they need That's what Harvest Returns provides. Uh, that's a service they provide to the farmer is you know, you're the talent farmer. You need to be out there doing, running your business. Let us handle all of this paperwork and regulatory compliance. We'll watch your back while you're out there doing uh, the good work that you're doing. And so crowdfunding is a way to basically take smaller bits and make a larger, larger pot of money um, for the benefit of the farmer. And can, can you talk us through a, a typical raise Sure. So we typically get approached by uh, an ag business owner or farmer and they tell us, hey, I've got a plan. I want to raise, I'll just use generic numbers. Uh, I want to raise $1 million and I want to buy the property across the, the road from me and I'm going to expand my operation. Say, okay, uh, give us the plan, give us the financials, let us look through them, let us start uh, trying to understand what the vision is. And once we feel comfortable, you know, we we say, hey, farmer, let's raise some money for you. Let's come under contract and we'll build an offering for you on our on our website. So we do some due diligence. We make sure um, everything looks good. We do some homework on what the farmer is projecting, saying, hey, I think I can sell this bushel of corn for this amount of money, or I think I can I can buy these cows at this price and this is what my financials are at. So we'll, we'll check that math. We'll make sure everything looks good and then we'll once it passes kind of our internal due diligence process, we'll put it up on the platform and say, all right, investors, come take a look at this. Um, 
you know, we'll market it to the investors as we're allowed to under the under the U.S. law and say, hey, come take a look at this and tell us what you think. Is this something you want to invest in or give us some feedback? And so the the offering is up on the platform a week, two weeks, depending on how long it takes. Investors invest a million dollars at 10 or $20,000 at a time. We close the offering and then we say, hey, farmer, we got a million dollars for you. Here, you know, here's our fees for doing the work for you. And here's here's the documents to sign. And then we stay in contact with the farmer through the life of the investment. And so every year we'll reach out and say, hey, you know, send us what financials we need and we'll create the tax documents for the investor. And every quarter so we'll send the farmer like, hey, a few investors have some questions, want to, you know, want to know what's going on. And and the farmer will provide that feedback to us and we provide it to the investors. And we've even gone so far as to facilitate some investors are traveling in the area that the farm is and they say, hey, would the farmer be okay if we came and visited the farm and 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 the farmers, you know, nine times out of 10 are like, oh, absolutely. We'll we'll find you a place to stay or we got a place for you to stay here on the farm and come spend the weekend with us and we'll show you everything. And it really develops that connection between the investor and the farmer. So uh, eventually the farmer will exit the investors and then that's, uh, you know, usually maybe a refinance or or, um, you know, someone comes and there's a buyout or merger acquisition, something like that. Uh, and that allows the investors to get their principal and their and their uh, distributions back and then they can go and invest somewhere else. So that's pretty, pretty, pretty much the, the whole process uh, for, for raising on a platform. Yeah. And Austin, is there a cutoff point for the raise? And what, what happens if the target isn't reached? Well, we typically build, we have kind of three points that we build and in, in, in the raise amount, we have the, the very bare minimum. We ask the farmer, like, what can you walk away with and still complete your plan? We have a ceiling. We have the maximum. Then we say, "Hey, how much money do you? You know, where's the point where you don't want to take any more money because that, you know, adds some risk to you." And then we have the target, which is according to the plan, the farmer would really like this dollar amount. And so we build those three points into the raise. And so as long as it, as long as enough investment has been made to reach the minimum, then we will move forward with uh, a successful offering. If for some reason it's just not going to cut it, and we didn't make the minimum. Uh, we tell the farmer, "Hey, sorry, we didn't we didn't uh, reach the the bare minimum. The, invest- the investors will get their if any had pledged any money, they would get their money back. And then we would work with a farmer and say, "Hey, do we need to rework the plan? Do we need to maybe come back in six to twelve months and try again and and just try to see if we can make it successful in another way?" But and when it when it hit, goes past that minimum, we we consider it a success and we move forward and and sign all the documents. How much do farmers have to give back to investors? Um, can you tell us how that works a little bit more? Sure, and it's always it's always that answer that everybody loves. It depends. <laughs> so it, it depends. You know, there's we have a, a, quite the spectrum of investors on the platform. Uh, we have those that are very risk averse uh, and are okay with low returns. We have some that are very like you know maybe they're a little bit younger or, or they have you know enough money to play with and they're very. Uh, they're looking for the high returns. And so we try to provide deals and offerings that, that meet all of those uh, demands. And so um, from the farmer, what we always say is like, you know, let's, let's look at your financials and we want to find that spot that, that wonderful sweet spot, as we call it, where the farmer is giving away enough of maybe equity in their operation. And the investor is satisfied with the amount of returns that are projected. Because we don't want to, we don't want the farmer to give too much away that puts his business at risk, and we don't want the investor to feel, well, that's not enough for me to put my money at risk. So this is not attractive to me. 
So we try to find that sweet spot and we tell farmers like, you know, you have to be comfortable when you walk away with this, you have to be comfortable that you didn't give the farm away. And you also have to be able to attract investors. So you got to put a little honey out there that investors are going to be attracted to. And so we, we work with them to make sure we find the right, the right spot for, you know, a cattle operation, maybe a 12% annualized return is okay for an indoor greenhouse, maybe a 22% IRR is okay. It just depends on the operation. It depends on what investors are looking for. And we, we are going to work with that farmer, rancher, business owner uh, to make sure that we find that, that spot. And we can even adjust, you know, what the offering is in, in some cases where we've put something out there, investors have given us feedback and saying, man, I'm going to need two or three more percent to, to give you my money. So we go back to the farmer and say, hey, we've got some great feedback from our investors. What do you think about this? And they and then we can adjust it. So um, everybody loves that answer. It it depends. Mm-hmm. It's never a hard a hard number. Yeah, sure. And mm-hmm. is is the service only available for farmers in the U.S. or you know are you planning to extend this beyond uh, the U.S. borders? So majority of our offerings that we've had have been in the United States. Um, it's just a little bit cleaner on the tax side and. And of course, U.S. investors uh, are are always interested to, to see, you know, what else is out there. So we've done deals in Canada, we've done deals in Central America, we've done deals in West Africa. Uh, we've we talked to farmers all over the world, so we are open to projects all over the globe. And what we try to do is find the right ones that investors are interested in. Now, I would also say a majority of our investors right now are are U.S. taxpayers. Um, but we have plenty of foreign investors that participate in our offerings, and we just make sure that we handle the tax situation appropriately uh, for whatever country they're residents of and in the United States, we're a U.S. company. So um, the majority U.S., but we're, we're, all, we're always open to, to other opportunities. So, I mean, Austin, you've already touched on this a little bit um, at the beginning. I mean, Harvest Returns really offers an opportunity for the average consumer to actively contribute to the type of agricultural practices they would like to see um, to enhance to enhance food security. Um, but can you give us a, a recent example of an investment project from Harvest Returns um, that really supported sustainable agriculture? Sure, we we are absolutely uh, interested in in those operations that have a level of sustainability or or regenerative practices. We've definitely invested in in several companies that that show those processes to say, hey, this is how um, you know we we're not only we're going to grow this food, but we're going to do it in a way that that our consumers asking us to do. Um, we've had investors that explicitly tell us, like, I, I'm interested in whatever returns, but the operation must be. Uh, you know, environmentally friendly or must produce so many job r- rural America jobs. And we absolutely understand, you know, what those preferences are. So um, some examples of the companies that we've raised money for, we, we had a great uh, cattle operation in Southern California that is a regenerative grazing practice. They're basically using the animals and, and the way that they uh, rotationally graze them. They're, they're actually going to bring this, kind of desert valley back into the to green life. Um, and so we, we're very happy to, to work with that operation. Um, we've definitely worked with some grass-fed, uh, grass-finished cattle operators that, uh, and, and we, we constantly talk to pasture-raised live, uh, other livestock like chickens and pork. Um, we've even worked with a company that does soil regeneration. Uh, they basically, uh, they're not quite a farming operation, but they definitely bring uh 
terrain back into like arable lands. And so they can, you know, what used to be maybe a construction site, they can clean it up and turn it back into something that's, you know, nice and pretty and green and bring the soil back into, into work. We've also worked with some companies that are specifically, you know, we're, we're growing things that are non-GMO. Um, and we actually did a West Africa project that's doing non-GMO soy and bananas and things like that. So um, we, we for sure find, find those projects that are, that are trying to boast that style of, of procedures and processes because investors are very interested in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, that sounds like you've got quite a, quite a lot of uh, these kind of projects. Um, do you have a rough idea of the sort of the percentage of projects that are invested uh, sort of in the more sustainable uh, agricultural new practices? I would say probably greater greater than sixty to seventy percent of our of our offerings offer some level of environmental impact uh, investing. Um, you know whether that's a closed uh, controlled environment agriculture that's saving the amount you know reduces the amount of water um, yeah. that that the farm would need. Uh, you know, we I'd say yeah, definitely a majority of our our projects have that you know that some process that they're that they're implementing specifically for uh, consumer requests um because i mean farmers are actually also very interested in you know improving in that area themselves so i guess that's everybody's trying to do that it's just also a question of financing isn't it so exactly exactly and consumers sometimes they do and sometimes they don't understand the amount of capital it takes yeah if you want to transition your um your more conventional farming into you know some some level of sustainability that takes capital and farmers are learning that you know sometimes the hard way uh, and that's why we we want to be there to to assist that process mm-hmm. good and so one final question for you Austin what what kind of feedback do you get from farmers who have gone through this process successfully I mean do you get any repeat business anything like that we we definitely get repeat business um, and and that you know sometimes is good and sometimes is bad. But uh, but it's always promising for for investors, um, farmers that go through our process. Most of the feedback we got from them is like, "This was so much easier than I had thought in my head. I thought I thought this was going to be, you know, so much more difficult process to put everything together." Um, and so you know, we're we're part of part of the team with them, and we want to see them successful. And so they that kind of catches them by surprise in a good way. Uh, and sometimes the businesses go through something like I don't know inflation or uh, dried up capital in other pools, and so they'll come back to us and say, "Hey, you know, we we did a g- great seed round with you guys, and now we're looking for a Series A, and and the Series A money is just not where we thought it was. Uh, can we can we do another raise with you guys?" And so we'll we'll talk with them, and you know we've already had a good relationship with with them before, so it makes it even smoother and quicker when we do a second raise with the company and we go to the, go to investors and say, Hey, existing investors, do you want in on this action? Hey, new investors, this company's you know doing pretty good. They just need a little more, you know, bridge capital for their next, um, for the next project. Would you be interested? So we, we definitely see plenty. I, I would say 10%, 10 to 12% of our, uh, offerings, uh, at some way or another, come back to us and say, Hey, um, we're looking, we're looking for another opportunity. We're, we're doing great. We need more money we, or, Hey, we need a little extra help. Can you, can you help us out? And so, um, we felt really good that they, they walked away with a, with a great experience dealing with our company. Oh, yes. is, there, is there anything you'd like to add Austin, anything that we may have overlooked that you'd, you'd like to add at this point or. What, what I would say just from my personal experience, yeah. the company working with farmers is, you know, don't be afraid to try something new. 
definitely don't be afraid to ask for help. If, if you find something in, in your business model that you're not comfortable with, you know, definitely ask questions and, and bring on team members that you can trust to help you fill those gaps. Because when you're the talent, when you're the farmer and you're growing something or you're raising an animal, um, there are plenty of people out there that have accounting experience and other kind of business experience that would love to be a part of your operation and don't feel like you're going to give a, give away uh, a piece of your soul if you're going to take on some equity investors. But people people want what you have and that and that's connection to the earth. And and it, you, you offer as a farmer, you offer a great connection to our food system and and how things have been going on for a million years, feeding the billions of people that the earth can contain. So um, I just challenge farmers to be open minded, try something new and and let us be a part of your family. Right. That's a yeah. great way to wrap yeah. things up. It's really yeah. nice. And, yeah. and then obviously farmers can um, reach out to you by uh, co contacting you on the website. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Har HarvestReturns.com, mm -hmm. uh, and of course, we we got all the social media accounts on Facebook and Instagram, LinkedIn. So, definitely would love to hear from any of the farmers out there that are interested. Well, that certainly echoes our values on the Keep Agile, Keep Farming podcast. So, thanks again to Austin. And if you want to find out more about us, comment on one of our episodes, or even suggest an idea for a future episode, you can find us on Twitter or YouTube at Agile Farming. Bye-bye for now. Bye.